When Yogamaya was thus ordered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, she circumambulated the Lord and then appeared within this material world according to His order. When the Supreme Powerful Personality of Godhead transferred Lord Sesha from the womb of Devaki to the womb of Rohini, both of them were under the spell of Yogamaya, which is also called Yoga Nidra. When this was done, people understood that Devaki's seventh pregnancy was a miscarriage. Thus, although Balaram appeared as the son of Devaki, he was transferred to the womb of Rohini to appear as her son. After this arrangement, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, who is always ready to place his full potencies in his unalloyed devotees, entered as the Lord of the whole creation within the mind of Vasudeva. It is understood in this connection that Lord Krishna first of all situated himself in the unalloyed heart of Devaki. He was not put into the womb of Devaki by seminal discharge. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, by His inconceivable potency, can appear in any way. It is not necessary for Him to appear in the ordinary way, by seminal injection within the womb of a woman. When Vasudeva was thus sustaining the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead within His heart, He appeared just like the glowing sun, whose shining rays are always unbearable and scorching to the common man. The form of the Lord, situated in the pure, unalloyed heart of Vasudeva, is not different from the original form of Krishna. The appearance of the form of Krishna anywhere, and specifically within the heart, is called Dham. Dham does not only refer to Krishna's form, but his name, his form, his qualities, and his paraphernalia. Everything becomes manifest simultaneously. Thus, the eternal form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead with full potencies was transferred from the mind of Vasudeva to the mind of Devaki, exactly as the setting sun's rays are transferred to the full moon rising in the east. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, entered the body of Devaki from the body of Vasudeva. He was beyond the conditions of the ordinary living entity. When Krishna is there, it is to be understood that all his plenary portions, such as Narayan and incarnations like Lord Nishringa, Varaha, etc., are with him, and they are not subject to the conditions of material existence. In this way, Devaki became the residence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is one without a second and the cause of all creation. Devaki became the residence of the Absolute Truth, but... Because she was within the house of Kamsa, she looked just like a suppressed fire or like misused education. When fire is covered by the walls of a pot or kept in a jug, the illuminating rays of the fire cannot be very much appreciated. Similarly, misused knowledge, which does not benefit the people in general, is not very much appreciated. So Devaki was kept within the prison walls of Kamsa's palace, and no one could see her transcendental beauty, which resulted from her conceiving the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Kamsa, however, saw the transcendental beauty of his sister Devaki, and he at once concluded that the Supreme Personality of Godhead had taken shelter in her womb. She had never before looked so wonderfully beautiful. He could distinctly understand that there was something wonderful within the womb of Devaki, 
In this way, Kamsa became perturbed. He was sure that the Supreme Personality of Godhead would kill him in the future and that he had now come. Kamsa began to think, What is to be done with Devaki? Surely she has Vishnu or Krishna within her womb. So it is certain that Krishna has come to execute the mission of the demigods. And even if I immediately kill Devaki, his mission cannot be frustrated. Kamsa knew very well that no one can frustrate the purpose of Vishnu. Any intelligent man can understand that the laws of God cannot be violated. His purpose will be served in spite of all impediments offered by the demons. Kamsa thought, If I kill Devaki at the present moment, Vishnu will enforce his supreme will even more vehemently. To kill Devaki just now would be a most abominable act. No one desires to kill his reputation, even in an awkward situation. If I kill Devaki now, my reputation will be spoiled. Devaki is a woman, and she is under my shelter. She is pregnant, and if I kill her, immediately all my reputation, the results of my pious activities, and duration of life will be finished. He also further deliberated. A person who is too cruel, even in this lifetime, is as good as dead. No one likes a cruel person during his lifetime, and after his death people curse him. On account of self-identification with the body, he must be degraded and pushed to the darkest regions of hell. Kamsa thus meditated on the pros and cons of killing Devaki at that time. Kamsa finally decided not to kill Devaki right away, but to wait for the inevitable future. But his mind became absorbed in animosity against the personality of Godhead. He patiently waited for the deliverance of the child, expecting to kill him, as he had done previously, with the other babies of Devaki. Thus, being merged in the ocean of animosity against the personality of Godhead, he began to think of Krishna and Vishnu while sitting, while sleeping, while walking, while eating, while working, in all the situations of his life. His mind became so much absorbed with the thought of the Supreme Personality of Godhead that indirectly he could see only Krishna or Vishnu around him. Unfortunately, although his mind was so absorbed in thoughts of Vishnu, he is not recognized as a devotee, because he was thinking of Krishna as an enemy. The state of mind of a great devotee is also to be always absorbed in Krishna, but a devotee thinks of him favorably, not unfavorably. To think of Krishna favorably is Krishna consciousness, but to think of Krishna unfavorably is not Krishna consciousness.